0: All right. Sorry. um, Just before this episode starts, I just want to let you guys know that we are not going to discuss the Pinball Awards. Reason being, we recorded this on the Friday before the Pinball Awards, so none of the other guys knew the results. Um, So we are not covering that. This is obviously coming out after the fact, but we will absolutely cover that on the next episode. So in the meantime, enjoy the conversation. Thanks. The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball podcast. All right, Tom, are you ready?
1: Yes. And video killed the radio star. <laughs>
0: Wonderful, Travis, are you ready? Sure, sure, great. All right, That's here like we go. A 1970s what?
2: reference, isn't it? Or 80s? It's 80s. a great it's reference. A MTV, it's a great dude. intro. I was barely even born then, Tom. <laughs> <Wow>. Damn. <laughs> I'm hitting Sorry. the button. We.
1: We're three guys who like the taunt and ball, so we came up with a clap, our name. We're Joel and Travis Dammu Taunt and Ball, and we call ourselves
2: Triple Drain. Triple Drain. Triple Drain. we're
1: Triple, Triple Drain.
0: All Jason, right.
1: Jason needs to do more of those.
0: Yes, Jason. Yeah, Jason Libel, Thank you very much. Shout out to the uh, the Pinball Party podcast. Yes, so Jason is the one who made that intro for us. What I'm realizing is now that we're doing video, um, while that song's playing, we're just sitting here either dancing to it or looking looking dumb so if somebody <laughs> wants to like put like build an actual video what do you intro, mean you
2: just realized this this is, i asked you this two well weeks i'm not ago. gonna
0: make the video intro i asked
2: if, you if we had an intro and you're like i don't know and then i see on youtube yeah. it's just us sitting there and then yeah, i asked yeah. you again and you're like oh don't worry about it it's fine
0: well to all of our listeners i i would not expect you know travis to like contribute to this podcast and maybe make a video intro but if somebody else wants to make a video intro just, for this podcast I, just show travis in <laughs>
2: Yes. Just, like I'm yes. contributing here. You mm. guys have pinball machines. I have IKEA furniture. Okay. Well, it's it is a <laughs> substantial
0: improvement on last episode, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So last episode we did do a 29.5 where we did just a kind of a one off. It was just Travis and I, and we d- we talked about in disc, um, really focusing on what Carl did and and how well Travis did. Um, so if people are enjoying that. But otherwise, here's we're doing video. We're gonna keep doing video as well as audio. Um, we just realized there's a ton of listeners out there that would prefer YouTube. So we're just going to, we're going to keep with that. Um, but yeah, uh, here's episode 30, kind of a landmark episode. Really excited about that. And when we were talking about what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about on this episode? We realized we needed an extra ball. We needed somebody else to contribute to this conversation. And we wanted um, this person, uh, well, everybody on video can see it. It's Neil McRae. Neil is here from the UK. Neil, thank you. Good morning to you. And, or no, good, uh, extra ball good shirt. evening. Yeah. We're, we're recording this at 10 AM. My time, 9 AM, Travis and Tom. So what time is it there, Neil? 3.15,
3: uh, almost what we call gin o'clock.
0: Gin o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. so it's late, but I, I appreciate it's not, it. It's
3: not, it's not too late. Um, I did one with Marty where it was like two in the morning, uh, oh. cause, cause he lives on a, she well, lives on another
0: planet, not just another <laughs> continent. Well, you said three 15. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Three 15. So oh, in the part, afternoon. Yeah, late, yeah. late afternoon, three 15 on a Friday. You're good for, yeah, for Joel. Shannon that's
2: Buck. super late. Oh, evidently. Okay. <laughs> His bedtime's well, like five 30 in the afternoon. That is far him. from the
0: truth. <laughs> um, so the reality is we want to talk about bond. And so, um, I know Neil, well, before we dive into all of our topics. So first thing, Neil, you are from the UK and I, and I want this is a very broad question, but, um, what can you describe European pinball? Like, what are we missing here in America? Like, I, like, is, you, is there, how is pinball perceived over in Europe or is there different challenges that you guys face that, that most of, I mean, the majority of our listeners are American. So what are we missing out when it comes to pinball outside of America?
1: Joel just wants to know if there's tea time over there during, <laughs> yes, during yes, the event.
0: It,
3: yes. um, I'll be honest with you. I, I um, It's hard to to tell you what you're missing. I think um, the market for pinball in Europe is so much smaller than in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the venues that you have. We don't have the big tournaments that you guys have. We don't have the, you know, you, uh, there's a two or three distributors in just about every state in the U.S. There's only one here in the U.K., um so the scale is a lot smaller um the traveling you know I, I, I'll, I'll meet up with you guys all over the place um people who travel in europe is is much rarer um so it's hard to get a, a, a big event or, or do a show but the, the, uh, you know maybe you know here we play for fun there's like most of the tournaments aren't for money except the uk open which we'll talk about later but um it's it's a it's a it's a much more p pinball's probably where it was i don't know five or six maybe even seven years ago where it was in 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 the u s don't get me wrong we got some great players um some fantastic players uh we also got some great distributors and mod makers here and you know there's there's a there's a there's a there's a great vibe here but it's on a different scale and and the challenge with that is is just makes everything more expensive because you know all the games get shipped from Chicago most of the parts we need come from the US um everything that just makes everything a bit more expensive which then you know makes the market smaller over and over but you know we got a good community here the UK is probably one of the smallest european communities um which which is which is what one of the reasons why I come to the US so much cuz I want to do more and it's it's just easier to, to do that and, and work lets me do it so Um, I wouldn't say you're missing anything. Um, I think the community, you know, there's like a, you know, we all kind of know of each other. There's a great community like that here. Again, some of you guys have met some of those uh, players at at Indisc. Uh, We had Arvid over and Andy uh, from the UK as well as me. So you'll have met some of them. But I I don't think there's, I wouldn't pinpoint anything uh, that's missing. Uh, You know, if I was to say, what are we missing in Europe? I think, you know, like, talking about states shortly i would love for something like that to be in europe you know where you've got all day local pinball on twitch yeah. everyone going for it and and i found that super exciting uh i would i would kill for something like that in europe but it just doesn't exist and and the number of so so if I, if I think about the number of like barcades in the uk there's maybe four in the whole uk and none of them are near me which is why i have this uh shed yeah. full of games really
0: yeah. Yeah. And I'm jealous of that shed. I know you have, what is it? Domino Arcade is I think your YouTube channel and I've seen, seen your videos there. I mean, they're very entertaining, very cool, uh, and in, incredibly impressive shed. Um, it's a fantastic background on the video, just like Tom's background. And, and mine is, is kind of a small version of that. And Travis's background is, is a table and, um, a shelf. So
2: <laughs> I have a diffuser back there too. Oh, okay. That <laughs> changes colors.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful.
2: Thank you, Tom. I appreciate Neil, it. Neil,
0: I what you you had mentioned Twitch. So one thing that surprised me, I, I now stream for flipping out on YouTube. And what we're seeing is there's a lot of views that are coming in overnight, and that's because people are watching it overseas. So, like from a Twitch standpoint or a streaming standpoint, how good is the community over in Europe? I mean, is there consistent streamers? Is there consistent media during the day when you're when you're awake for that?
3: i mean i would say no i mean the 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 only consistent pinball streamers um are really probably jdl who does tournaments uh in the uk i personally am the only regular streamer and i'm not even that regular um there's another there's a couple other streamers in the uk they just kind of do it ad hocly um there's we love pinball which i think is part of tpf um there's no sorry tpn, TPN. Um, yeah they're in germany they're in germany they're good guys yeah. um I, you know they're usually on roundabout now actually in the late evening in in germany they're good guys you got um what's his name uh what flip flip i forget his name another german um streamer that's on a lot he does cool t-shirts so i forget his name but um he's always on but you know I mean, that's one of the other challenges in Europe. We all speak different languages. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And and that is definitely, a, you know, it's a barrier. And don't get me wrong, the, the guys in Germany will speak English, but, you know, they, they're they not, when they're streaming, they're kind of focused on, on their own local players mostly. So not a huge number of streamers. Um, and and, and I, actually, that's one of the reasons why I, I kind of had a slightly weird um, approach to how I did streaming at the UK Open, because I wanted to get an audience. So um yeah it's, it's 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 you know there's people experimenting but i wouldn't say that as a, a a regular sort of streaming regime out here which is a, which again is a shame video game wise it's huge i mean sure yeah. massive but but pinball less so
0: yeah i just especially since covid i mean i feel like almost any point in the day at least over here in america you can open up twitch go to pinball and somebody's streaming something like it it's it's awesome um that that that's so readily available, but I know as somebody like myself who does stream, I it's almost like I've completely forgotten about the European market or the, even the Australians, you know, anybody overseas that happens to be asleep. I mean, they want the content, it's, so it's as hopefully they watch them after the fact or restreams or videos up, you know, later on. But um, yeah, I know you had mentioned the UK Open, and we can go straight into that. You you streamed the UK Open? Well, here, just preface it. What what was the UK Open? Who yeah, all so- was there?
3: Yeah, so in, in, in Europe, we have this championship called ECS, European Championship Series, and, and it's made up of, I think, about six or seven tournaments across Europe. One of them is the UK Open. Um, and again, these, these tournaments are typically being ran on a kind of smaller scale, around about 60, 70 players. Okay. Um, but with COVID, a lot of them have kind of they're, they're, some of them are in a bit of flux because of covid believe it or not still because so i think i think it's the guys in belgium where the venue they used to use for the belgian open um has is still a, uh has, has become like a um hospice for uh long COVID sufferers or something like that so they've lost their venue there's a couple of other places i think dutch open has has got a venue issue um and when i when i kind of announced the uk open last year so i I also helped run a pinball co-op called pinball republic uh here in london when i announced it i got kind of a lot of the european guys saying oh we're coming we're coming and i kind of had a heart attack because (laughs) we don't have a venue that's big our 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 pinball republic place isn't big enough for probably more than 65 people um so i had a chat with the pinball republic guys that that helped run the co-op and i said look guys let's have a go at going big um, you know, I can get some sponsors. I can get some people. We'll find a proper room, proper hotel, and we'll go big. I have to say, none of them were really convinced about it. But I was like, "Don't worry about it. We won't lose any money. I'll cover it. We'll, whatever it takes, we'll, we'll get it done." Um, and last uh, September, October, we had a massive tournament. It was bigger, bigger, and better than I could have ever imagined. Nice. Uh, we got a hundred and fifty players.
0: Nice.
3: Um, and, and the streaming part of it was, you know, uh, Jim, who does a lot of the European streaming in in um, in Germany. You know, I, I did think about asking him to help out. I actually asked Carl D'Angelo first for two reasons. One, he's an epic streamer, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, the, probably the best. Um, two, he also runs the software that runs the tournament, so having him locally in the UK in case anything went wrong um, kind of made sense. So um it, it it was fantastic loads of the Euro, europeans came over quite a few u.s guys came over i got mark from backhand pinball um to do the stream carl couldn't make it because he, he had work yeah. and stuff which is a mark, shame but
1: mark does an awesome job too now Yeah, he's located
3: mark up in there he, so all you had to add all the gear um all he had to do was fly over and just set it up um and and you know it went pretty well. Um, we had a couple of issues, a couple of stupid things as you do in events. Um, and um, you know it was it was awesome. And now you know kind of everyone, everyone said, oh, "I'm coming to the UK Open." Neil, and this I'm kind of now nervous that it could get even bigger. So <laughs> but it's a it's a yeah. good problem I have. I now it's know that problem, I can yeah. run a, I now know that I can run a scale event.
0: Awesome. And and you said you did something unique with streaming because you were trying to get views. What did? What were you doing in that sense?
3: Yeah, I, the, the uniqueness was I got Mark to come over from the US. Oh, okay. Because, because he's got a massive US audience. Um, and, you know, for, you know, you know what it's like when you see that thing on your phone, so and so started streaming. Yeah. That, that just pings people up. You know, when when Tom does streaming from from D82, if I'm here and I see it, I'm like, I, you know, I'm usually on a boring meeting, but I've got Tom and the <laughs> D82 guys doing something. So, yeah. You know, having that that audience, um, you know, I, I really wanted. To, so, so, in pinball, we've either got US events or we've got European events, and and there's one Australian event, right? What yeah, I wanted yeah. to try and do is, is, how do I try and bring as many of those many of those people together as kind of one event? And actually, we got a few guys from Australia. I was stunned by this. Um, a few guys from the US, loads of guys from Europe. But actually, the one thing I was probably most proud of, actually every single competitive pinball player in the UK, except one guy who was out of town came to the UK open. That's Um, awesome. So there was no one missing. And, and for me, that was like a a really helpful um, bit of support.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And I know you had made the trip over to Indisc. I know obviously Travis and I discussed that kind of in detail a lot last episode, but I'm very curious, you know, Tom and Neil, what were your thoughts on Indisc? I I know, uh obviously minch carl the i mean it's like there's almost in my mind there's like two parts of Indis. one you have the incredible high-end competitive like the competitors the, the the skill level is absurd but then two like the streaming aspect and the entertainment aspect and the commentators aspect sets N-DISC apart so i don't from uh from i mean both of you guys stream tom i you obviously stream with fox cities constantly all the time tournaments how was that you know what was that like (laughs) working with carl seeing the way carl worked
1: yeah well like neil said carl's kind of the the creme de la creme of pinball streaming so it was awesome uh you know and neil neil and i got to announce together which was really cool um but uh yeah indisc is just you know it's just one of those tournaments it's one of the best ones out there and um I had a good time, even though I didn't make uh, the open. But yeah. uh, I, I did good it in a couple of the classic events. Um, but it was it was fun. I I, I definitely plan to go back next year. That's awesome.
0: And and Neil, I I'm trying to say this as lovingly as possible, but you you are at uh, the majority of these huge tournaments, and and I, which is incredible that you are traveling over for these. Now, when I see qualifiers some I, I don't see your name qualifying that often but yet yeah. you still make the trek and in our and an avid tournament player which is in uh, which is incredible i think that's so great that you that you love it so much
3: yeah look i mean so i am i'm one of those players that kind of has to concentrate for like 3 weeks and practice like hell and then I can play well so I, you know i've come third and fourth in the uk uh, tournaments i've done better in europe um, actually last year I played in I mean actually this room's it's a bit depressing to say this but last year um, with work and a bunch of other stuff going on I didn't play an awful lot of practicing a pinball and, and if I don't practice I'm done basically you mm-hmm. then add that to jet lag and the fact that I yeah. turned 50 last year <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it, you're kind of on this downhill, downhill cycle um, but look I, I go to tournaments to my my only goal is to. I've got two goals. One, to enjoy it, and two, to play as good as I could play. And if that means I'm first, hooray. If it means I'm last, that's also hooray. I try, just try to play the best that I can. And sometimes, actually, the, the, I get, you know, and actually, I, I kind of, towards the towards, I mean, Indisc, let me just comment on this for a minute. Indisc is an outstanding event from my point of view. Running an event like that, the work that's required is an insane level. And Jim, Carl, the whole team there—you know—I think they knock it apart. In fact, the UK Open, i literally stole every idea that they've got and used it in the UK Open. The formats the same, the the systems the same. The, you know, I tried to do. I even tried to get Carl to come over and help stream it because I wanted that to be the same. Yeah, because yeah. it's such a high quality event, right? Um, Absolutely. And it, but but it's 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 freaking hard. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is such a difficult event. And and I kind of look at you know, I'm I'm not a great player. I, I have my moments. I've had a couple of things, but you know, I, I play to enjoy it. It's my way of chilling out um, when I'm not working. Um, and and you know, I get to meet great people. So um, from my point of view, it's and, and if I wasn't there, I'd be in here kind of flipping by myself. So I might as well, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough I can jump on the plane. Or usually tie it up with work, which is which is how it usually works. Um but the 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 level of, of um effort the in this guys goes in. Actually one thing I'll point out, and I'm not sure a lot of people know this. One Carl wasn't very well over the in this weekend. And also his he had we had he had some really bizarre hardware problem with his streaming rig. Huh. Um that actually when he got it back, it didn't even boot. The the, the machine's completely dead. Um, and yet we, ma- you know, he managed, I was trying to help him with stuff. We were, we we're unplugging cards. We were, we were, you know, and all through that, the stream still went out and still looked yeah. phenomenal, Yeah. but there was a lot of challenges and, and, um, actually, you know, Carl, Car- Car- were saying, you know, we kind of dodged the bullet in many respects. Um, and that, you know, that, that's the thing. If, if, if your PC goes down, you're dead. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, um, overall, I love coming to these events. They're great. They're a lot of fun. The community is phenomenal. You know, I, there's so many great people out there that, um, it's, it's fun to meet them. And, and, you know, if there's anything that frustrates me, it's quite often, you don't get long enough time to see everybody. And, yeah. and but you know, that's a nice problem I have, I think, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I am, you know, doing three or four again this year. Um, I'm going to try and get my, myself organized so that I play a bit better in a few of them. Um, and um and you know, get out a bit earlier, get used to the time zone, do a bit more practicing, but um yeah, I have, to, I have to really make an effort, otherwise I'm I'm just not good enough.
0: But I I think that's I think that says a lot though, that that even even if you're not practicing or even if you know you're, you know, you're showing up to Indisc where 60 of the top 100 players are going to be there, but you're there, you're there for the community. You're there for the people. And the fact that, um, I, I just think that says a lot about tournament players and the community of pinball that, uh, like they're good people. They're good people. It's a good time. Even if you don't think you can be a top competitor oh, what you're, Well,
2: that's what I was going to ask you about Joel. Cause I was watching the, uh, the flipping out stream that you guys did, your live show. Sure. And I think it yeah. was I think it was even Craig Bobby. <laughs> he was alluding to I guess some people like to keep I guess keep rules to themselves and stuff like that. And yeah. You know, I just want to make sure that people realize the very much vast majority of any players, you mm-hmm. know, even top tier players, it's like we we readily share information with each other. And I think the important thing to establish, too, at Indus, this is a world championship, right? Yep. But everybody is still approachable. I mean, for the most part, I I will admit that there's probably, like, a couple of people that you don't necessarily want to approach when they're in the middle of a game or something like that, just out of respect. But the vast majority of people are very cool, very approachable. You come up, you ask a question about a game, somebody will tell you. I mean, it's like the information's all out there anyways, and so we have to trust our skill to perform. So it's like... We're not hiding any one thing. It's like if Tom comes up to me and asks me how to play a game, and I don't want to tell him. Guess what? He'll just go to like Neil or somebody. You know <laughs> Sorry, what I mean? Yeah, 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 and then like somebody will know, and vice versa. It's like Neil, everybody Neil will
1: spill the beans on everything. <laughs> yep. Everybody yep. goes to Neil. At <laughs> but look, I think it's, it's also
3: one thing knowing what to do and then executing on it exactly. And, yeah. and in, yep. in that in that moment. um, you know, I, the other thing, I, I suffer from insane nerves when I'm playing pinball. It's just nuts. And I and in my work, I speak at, at conferences with 15,000 people in front of me that I don't know, and I can rattle off no problem. You put me in front of a pinball machine with four people standing behind me, and I turn to jelly. It's just, it's, it's so infuriating.
2: It's tough. Well, that goes back to, uh, you alluded to practice earlier. And that's something that we don't often talk about, even on this podcast, although, one of us probably needs it a little bit more than others. I'm not going to name names, Joel, though about that. But that being said, it's like <laughs> when it comes to pinball, I think everybody can can speak to this. It's just there's so many things that are happening at one time. You got so much chaos going on that, like, <laughs> like my camera going out, for
0: instance. Yes, but you uh, have, shout out uh, to Silverball Swag. There is Elgato No Signal T-shirts. <laughs> check them out. Yes,
2: <laughs> but to continue <laughs> yeah. my thought, it's like. You're playing, so you have to know one, the shot geometry, the game. And two, you have to know how the flippers are flipping, how the rubbers are bouncing. You have to understand do you have weak flippers? Do you have strong flippers? Do you have, are they flopped down? Are they sitting high? Those are all things you have to know. Then you have to account for flipper hop or for if a rubber's off. And then on top of that, you're accounting for the rule set itself. Like where are you at in the game? And then, like Neil just talked about a second ago, the nerves too. I mean, if you're on stream, it's different. If you're in a situation to where, you know, you have to do one more thing, that one more thing might feel like it's a mile away, even though it's one easy shot. So there's just so much that goes into it together that it is, it's hard to put that all together. It's like one chaotic, chaotic symphony that all has to somehow go together to make things go right.
0: Yeah, no. And, um, yeah, but, you but, had talked about. One,
3: what, sorry, sorry, to interrupt you, but one thing I just build on what what Travis said. When it does go right, holy moly, is that an epic feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's just it really is amazing when you go like yes, yeah, um, and and you know that that is the buzz of pinball for me.
0: And I've I believe it or not, I've had moments like that, and, but it's not in in a tournament strategy. It's all it's it's on stream, and and yeah, there's um there it can be an, an incredibly satisfying feeling for sure. Um, Joel,
2: you had that moment at Cleopin. All right. You took what? Like 89th. That was, I that was more impressive than, than we thought. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you set the bar high and you dominate um, it.
0: So in disc, uh, I'm very curious. Um, there was there was a moment at Indisc that was unlike anything I've ever seen. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again. I'm extremely curious to know, Tom and Neil, what were your thoughts um, in this moment? And of course, I'm talking about when Travis managed to plunge away his ball and get zero points. So zero zero. What when you guys wow. were sitting there in the audience and you saw this happen? What were your <laughs> what were I, your thoughts?
1: I literally went to dinner and came back and it happened. So maybe oh. I jinxed it for Travis. <laughs> I, I, it's possible. Yeah. The, but my the funny thing is, partner
2: leaves yeah. me while I'm playing in a world championship. He's like.
0: He was hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I was That's starving.
1: Yeah. Travis, you're on your own. See you. Bye. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the funny thing is uh, we just had our state competition and Neil Graf was playing me on Paragon and he did it that tilt on that game is super tight it's actually a little too tight and he did a tap he was practicing a tap pass and he actually got a zero because he tilted the game practicing a tap pass
0: so before he even plunged yes (laughs) he tilted the game with the ball in the shooter yes and was that during the
1: actual
2: game or is that during practice during
1: the actual game it's on stream so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, just kidding. That's his son, like everybody. That. <laughs> that's yeah. a I was like, yeah. well, you'll that's take the, the win, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Neil plunging his ball. Well.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so I was actually um, in the streaming area, um, and everyone, I, I kind of thought, well, what's the ruling on this? And and actually, a couple of other folks asked me. In fact, Carl asked me, you know, what? How would you rule on
0: this? Neil, you're and, playing and some kinda, very epic you know, music right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry,
2: it's Avengers. It's okay. Let it go. That was his background. It was like building. Yeah, there was a like moment, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, was a moment <laughs> going on, Joel. You just, deal, Joel. Pinball moments, Joel.
0: You just. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sorry, I pooped all over it. Yeah.
3: So <sighs> let me let me start again. So I was actually in the streaming area, and I was watching you know, on the big screen, and you know, I was trying to think, Crikey, what's the ruling on this? Because it it was clear that, for me, it was clear that Travis was doing the, you know, um, don't activate the play field thing, right? That was was obvious. And and also, it was clear to me that Travis knows what he's doing. He's not going to do something that, you know, isn't going to work. So, I kind of thought, well, there's been something that's happened to that machine that has caused this, but you know, we we're, were kind of kicking around, and I think Josh Sharp was was on the other side of me. I think, or or one of the sharps were. And Carl asked me, I said, "Well, the ball entered the playfield." From my point of view, it's, you know, the game was on. Unfortunately, um, but actually, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but I actually went back and tested what happened because 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 weird puzzles like that infuriate me. <laughs> and, and and what what I found was is in single player, you could ping all day. I mean, You could do it over and over and over and over again, no problem. In the finals, you got th- you know other players, and, and also Gottlieb or Gottlieb I can never know how to pronounce that. Um, Gottlieb. Yeah. Weird, weird American thing. Um, <laughs> the, 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 um yeah. you, the, they're not known for great code, right? And, um, and you know, the they're the, probably not known for t- tournament play either, actually. So, um, you know. What happened was is if you hit three switches, and I, I repeated this several times, you hit three switches, that was it, you were done on a multiplayer game. So a little bit unfortunate and a hard way to learn, and especially on the World Championship on stream, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, oh my God. Um, but, you know, Luke, that's pinball, right? That's why we love it for these kind of wacky idiosyncrasies. We just hope that they don't happen to us, and or they when they happen, you kind of learn from it and move on. Yeah, Travis I, was
1: going for the low score strat. The low, the I, he, told, strat, he yeah. told me. <laughs>
2: I was lulling everybody into uh, a false sense of I security. Was,
3: I actually checked if there was like a no score final thing, that, you know, because in this we're giving away these coins. These, these,
1: uh, and I, I going, right? wait a minute.
3: Is he going for that um, yeah. for, for, for a moment? But
1: In the finals. I didn't yeah. get that, but I became a meme
2: on Pinball. Oh, so, great. so it's fine. You know, but
3: it's good. Yeah, it but I, I mean, you, I know you guys covered this, but Luke, Travis, I mean, I, I said this to you at the time. To, to get that far in an event like that where the competition was so high. I mean, it's just a major achievement in pinball and, and uh, it was great to watch. Really good to watch. Yeah. No, um, I,
2: I appreciate it. It definitely, it took a lot of work and just going back a lot of deliberate practice and endless hours that people really don't realize because there's, yeah. there is still people out there that think that there's an element of pinball that's just, or that pinball is just lucky. I mean, there, of course you have to have some sort of element of luck, but you have to put yourself in position to experience that luck, too. You almost have to make your own. So, yeah, it's just I think anybody that watches that, that is just now getting into competitive pinball or they they are dominating their local area. They haven't ventured out yet mm-hmm. to play against national level competition. It's just just know that it, it does take a lot of practice, but you can do it. You just got to study up on rule sets. You have to really work on flipper skills. And the best thing you can do, the best thing by far that I did was I just turned all my stern games at home to like just murder pins. I mean, outlands were gone, (laughs) rubbers were gone, no ball save. There was no parachute and no restarting games. It's like, you have to achieve this and then you have to do that. And that, that helps. I mean, if you can turn your, your games at home into the most difficult games you'll ever see, it makes life a lot easier because the, what's the number one thing you guys hear a pinball player say when they go out to a new location where they're playing at a tournament, they're just like, this game plays weird. This game yeah. plays different. Like if you can't adjust, you're done. So why not just make your game like one game at home? Play ultra hard. So guess what? It makes it easy for you to adjust once you're in that situation. Then you make the adjustments. Guess what? If there's 10 other people not making that adjustment, you have the advantage right off the bat.
0: That's what Joel. That's what that Joel off. does. Yeah, yeah. I like to have fun with pinball. So Joel turns my... his
2: games into tin ball. <laughs> I do. Not, ball I've never save. put. I,
0: I never <laughs> rubber bands it, on the no.
2: outlanes. <laughs> we know yeah. what Joel does.
3: I mean, um, I mean, the other thing I've. I mean, I do the same thing, Travis. The other thing I've done is got the glass off and just practice shots, just being accurate. That's where I struggle. Is I'm just not accurate on shots, and you miss something, and then you're in recovery mode. Um, and yeah, you can, you can make, you can practice recovery mode, which you need to practice of course, but the best way of not getting into that is, is to be sure, you know, be shot accurate. And, and that is for me, that's where I, when that's where the practice pays off for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing, just watching the stream and seeing these, these high end competitors. I mean, it's clear that their flipper skills and their accuracy is insane, but it's the recovery. It's the being able to get the ball back in control back and back cradled up, you know, and, and get the ball where they want. That's just absurd.
2: Well, that's the, to me, that's beautiful to watch too. I know that of course, going back to what you guys talked about, Joel, with your group that I know that there's a lot of people that if they're just now watching pinball or th- there's a group of people that may not like watching competitive pinball because they see the same shot happening over and over and over again.
0: But like to me, in the left orbit. Yeah. Well, to
2: me, there's a beauty in that. It's, it's like figuring out a puzzle. It's, It's chess you see a spot and you exploit it and you keep going for it and you have to skillfully do it. And a a large part of people that watch like pinball tutorials and stuff like that, they see how to approach a game, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how you approach it from a tournament standpoint. Yeah. And I think that's, what's exciting about pinball right now is you see things rapidly evolving to where you even have top tier players are like, huh, I never thought of approaching a game from that way using this different pathway or just picking out this shot. And that's, that's the biggest thing. It's it's not necessarily about continuously going for the highest scoring shot. Sometimes it's about going for the safest shot yeah. and repeating that process. If you can hit the safe shot five times in a row and you can get to the same spot that you would be if you took an unnecessary risk to take one or two shots at something, you might be better off taking the five shots. And that's just... I mean, to be honest with you, it's not easy doing the same shot over and over and over again. It it looks like it is for some people, but it takes a lot of brain power to stay calm, stay under control, tell yourself you're going to hit that shot and then keep going. Yeah. it, It might be boring for some people to watch, but if you're watching like, again, high level chess and you watch somebody sitting there for 10 minutes to make one decision because they're playing the whole game out in their head, I mean, if you have an appreciation for competitive and for tournament, that's what you want to see. You know, for me, I'm more excited about that personally than I am watching somebody go for a wizard mode or watching okay. somebody blow up a game that's just set to baby settings. Like that doesn't nothing <laughs> to excite me at all. Yeah. It just doesn't.
0: No, I get it. Um no, I, I totally what you're saying. Get what you're saying, and I know that's that is quite a conversation. When I did the flipping out with friends stream, and Zach was on that, I know Zach many has some very differing opinions when it comes to what he feels um, pinball entertainment should be. And you got these two sides of it, like the storyline aspect of it, the wizard mode pursuit. How do we show people that pinball is more than just repeating a shot? Or, you know, there's challenges there with, uh, you know, when you look at the stream, you look at some of the final games that are being played when there's 10,000 plus people watching. It's some of these older games. You have bad girls being streamed. It's like, why are we not streaming these newer pins that can be sold? And I just I think. I, I understand what Zach wants, but I also understand what, what tournament pinball is. And I and I know that, you know, it was to me seeing something like how are the how how is Keith and Escher and Travis gonna handle a bad girls? I have no idea. I know what they're gonna do to a Godzilla. They're gonna blow it up. They're gonna blow they're gonna like blow it up. And we're gonna see a ton of the game and the game's gonna be an hour and a half long. Um, but what are they going to do on bad girls or, or a fast game? Like what was it? Flash Gordon or something? It's like, let's see, let's see what happens here. And, um, I don't know. I thought that was great.
2: Well, to me too. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or chime in here, but to me, that's what makes it exciting as well. It's like, I can see both trains of thought and I think both trains of thought can be correct under the right circumstances. I think that there is a time and place to watch somebody chase a wizard mode and this and that. I just don't think something like that will ever be more popular than tournament pinball. And the reason being is, is if you're a casual, there's a lot of casuals that can't even find the start button, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. they're not gonna know what they're seeing that you've okay. gotten past this multiball in this mode and all of a sudden you've activated this. It's too much input. You know, th- this is stuff that we all have to study on to understand how it goes forward. So how is somebody gonna readily understand that just reading it real quick and seeing it? Whereas if you do have a little bit older game, it's easy to understand What's going on? You watch Bad Girls, for instance, you know, oh, they're hitting down the drop target. They're hitting it back in the saucer up top. They're going to get into multiball, and then they're going to start welling on shots. And then you see the hurry up, and you know that they're going to aim for the targets. You know, so stuff like that, I think that that's easier for people to digest. But I do agree that there is a time and place to maybe add in the Stern games or the newer games, which we do have tournaments like Expo and the Stern Pro Circuit, Finals That has that. And I know we talked about this too, Joel. I just want to correct the record that I kind of, I misspoke a little bit last time when we were talking about Keith Elwin's picks. He did still have his stern picks, but I knew that there, he was not going to pick those because why, why fight fire with fire against Escher and Zoller and just my dumb ass over in the corner (laughs) trying to keep up. But you know why do that? Go to your strengths. And he is just, I mean, he's spectacular on pins like firepower and bad girls and all that. So I think that there's a time and place for it. I I can see it from both points of views. It's just the problem is if you want to use new Stern pins or a situation like that, it has to be highly produced in order to convey to the viewer what is going on. You need an active telestrator. You need commentators that know exactly what they're talking about and they know exactly what to say, when to say it. Because the action unfolds immediately so you yeah. have no time to breathe so it's like if one thing's happening over here and you're trying to convey that to the viewer if they're brand new two or three other things have already happened now and yeah. now they're constantly playing catch up and it's just it's too much like imagine again i keep using this analogy but this is a perfect analogy imagine watching speed chess or bullet chess that lasts one minute how are we going to describe all the moves that are happening to somebody that's yeah. never watched chess before
3: yeah this is that's not a gonna happen point. It's interesting. So in my job, we run a, a TV channel called BT Sport. We do Barclays Premier League and everything else. And I went to talk to them about, hey, guys, can we do like pinball? Even if you even if you put it out at two in the morning. And, and they took a look at it. And their big issue was the complexity of it. And, and what they said was, is, hey, Neil, look, if you were to run a tournament where every game was the same game, you could be onto something. But trying to, ma- trying to figure out how you explain to people who, who don't know pinball all these different details just impossible and and you know they they were up for it. It look we're up for it you get 10 of the same games and we'll do it and if you think about the the stern challenge that they do the uh i was just gonna say that 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 worked that worked really well so um you know that's one of the great things about pinball but it's also you know maybe from a wider media point of view it's one of the things that limits pinball but I don't think I would much rather have, you know, thousands of different games than be stuck playing the same game all the time for sure. Right. Well,
2: for sure, the answer is actually right in front of us. And I haven't heard anybody else say this, but I truly believe that this is the answer. You you bring the best of both worlds together. You have a single level game, which happens to be Bond 60. You have a theme that is relevant. Right. You have a theme that's current and you have the lights, you have something that's modern. If you bring something that's modern into a single level to where the rule set isn't near as complex, can readily be explained, can be easy to understand, I think that's how you bridge the gap together. So for instance, if we took Deadpool behind you, Joel, and that was a single level game, a casual would be able to understand what is happening so much easier, I, I promise you. A casual seeing ramps and seeing all this and that that doesn't really clue in with them. What clues in is the lights and the theme. That's what clues in. And you look, that's why TNA is popular even with us. That's why you've talked about your friends and family that show up, what game do they go to? Yeah, They go to TNA and they wanna do one thing over and over again. So I think that that's really, if there was somebody that produced games to where they were relevant themes and they were basically a single level game that's easy to understand, I think that's how you bridge that gap. Now that being said, I don't know if that makes money from selling it to people or anything like that. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I truly do believe that's how you bridge the gap when it comes to getting people to understand and ball on that level and get the interest there.
0: No, that's, that's actually a really good point. And um, so classics
2: yeah. tournaments,
0: classics, well, yeah, well, classics with yeah.
2: a modern theme. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. I, I mean, imagine if you charge 20 grand for, it. well, yeah, let's say, <laughs> let's say for instance, cheetah isn't cheetah. What if cheetah was Jurassic park?
0: Well, you're talking like about if? like Beatles. Beatles, obviously, like it's a single level. I get it. I exactly. see what you're saying. The simplicity of the layout, the simplicity of – I. and I do think Fox Cities, you guys do incredibly well and so does – carl within this but like having commentators that that truly describe what are we trying to accomplish here right now what is the player thinking the telestrator is huge and i know i was i was trying to figure that out i was like why why are they not you know we got to the finals why are they not using the telestrator turns out the telestrator broke that's why they weren't using it because um steve bowden's like yeah he wants you know hitting that right orbit i'm like just draw the path like show us what they're trying to do and um i i think i mean It's very clear competitive-wise and streaming-wise we are only improving on on the entertainment factor of that, not to mention the skill levels continuing to grow. But I do do see what you're saying, Travis, about the simplicity of a single-level game or even a classic game, being able to communicate what is the goal here. That's a whole lot easier to communicate than Godzilla where they're like, well, they could be pursuing one of, I don't know, six multi-balls and are they going to go this route or that route or rush, you know, some of these codes that are just... I mean, as a player, we love... But yes, communicating that from a tournament standpoint would be a challenge. Um, I do know for all the listeners, this this has been very tournament heavy. We have just a little bit more tournament talk to do, and then we're going to take a big shift. So tough, other- <laughs> tough luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so shift here, um, Travis. Uh, behind you, you have two Oklahoma State uh, tournaments, uh, uh, trophies. Two Oklahoma State you have won I states. I
2: have an Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yes. You, oh, have the, cool. I,
0: you have the one that's spelled wrong Thank and the one that's Hart. spelled right. But you actually have a third one in your house, but it's not yours.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I <laughs> yes. did not forget Monica. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. wife. Monica Where, where's won
0: Monica's trophy? Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know. I think she <laughs> took it to her office, I think. But yeah, cool. she uh she won the women's state in Oklahoma. So congratulations to her because she actually Worked hard and wanted to practice and actually asked me for help. And she what? I never. ever. I know. Look at Did you. she listen to any of it? Hell no. She didn't listen. Like <laughs> I told her on Spider-Man, I was like, stop using the upper flipper. Just let it come down. Go to a catch. And she's like, she's looked at me and she says, okay, I'll do that. Goes right up there. What does she do? Yeah. Goes right flipper. for Venom. The upper flipper, just going to town, ball going all over the place. But no. So congrats to her. <laughs> and congrats actually to all the women yeah. that competed that one, I, I was excited to watch that and see it. I've gotten to see, I believe it was, I watched some in California and I think Massachusetts had a stream up. So I tried to watch as much as I could because I mean, it's exciting to see people be in a position to where they get to compete for something that's of that level. And what I hope happens with that, hopefully next year, they'll have a women's nationals pop out of it. I'm not sure if they're taking, I think they are taking a dollar now for women's tournaments and all that. So Hopefully, Aren't they still
1: doing a women's nationals though?
2: Well, like, it's but it's not based worlds, on the though. oh, it's the world. I think okay. it's worlds that's being held a dead flip, right? I think that's like women's yep. worlds or something like that. But yeah, right. there is no nationals that it feeds into. So hopefully, there was a lot of interest, at least from the Oklahoma point of view, of women seeing that and they they wanted to go somewhere. And some of them thought they were going, and even I thought there was going to be a women's national. So it's like finding out that there wasn't yet a little disappointing. But hey, I think it's coming though. Because I, I love the push that's coming with women's tournaments and, you know, seeing the, the ability to, it's just, everybody's getting so much better just over the past couple of years. You could tell that even the young, old, whoever it is, just the, the overall flipper skills and the ability to know what to do and when to do it, you could tell it's getting better and better. So I look for big things coming out of women's tournaments for uh 2023 for sure.
0: Oh yeah and I'm I'm starting to see even more women's names in like the open tournaments like for everybody so they're they're competing oh, yeah. right up there with the men uh in some areas I mean um Tom you have a girl at District 82 that just is dominating um, yeah. what's her name Ca-
1: Cassidy Milanowski yeah. yeah and she's what like 17 yep yeah, so no. yeah and then you will she who else do you very got you? good I, i'm not kidding
2: oh she's outstanding and then you yeah. got carrie carrie wing yep i believe and i'm trying to think leslie from yep. california leslie and Rocko. i know yeah yeah i know that there's another one too that i've seen play that i'm impressed with but i never met her in person her name's elizabeth i think i can't remember the last name she's like from indiana ohio kentucky somewhere I don't know. I can't pronounce it, but she was at the Pinson tournament. I think she actually, I think she made top four in that if I'm remembering right. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of women players out there that are, that are fantastic and it's only going to get better.
0: And I know Rachel with, um, well, she does stuff with, I, I don't know her last name, Rachel with Rachel her, Risto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel, she has a podcast on poor man's network, but she also put out a podcast that we released on TPN where she was talking about, you know, women's uh, competitive play and trying to get more women out there and the community that comes with that. So um, yeah, we're, I mean, I know it's awesome to see Travis that, that, uh, that Monica is really taking it on and, and, and enjoys doing it. And, and, she's doing very well at it which is exceptional so
2: she's yeah. out for blood joel like i heard her in our game room draining yeah. and cussing mm. like just
3: dropping an f-bomb i was like oh it's serious now i was gonna mention um, actually the indus ladies um what there's a game in the final there's a game of stargazer where all yes. I think all four women players score more than a million um watch that game because for me that, that's probably one of the standout games for me that said actually women's pinball is here and it and the women players are as great if not better in terms of skill and quality and capability and that game i watched that I, and I, i'm a massive stargazer fan um as a game and to see the way they were playing uh was uh, just amazing i was i was inspired by it just watching
0: them play that's awesome that's awesome and um the other side of states. I mean, Travis. I know you did not compete in states. Tom, you did compete in states. Um, and there was, <laughs> you did very well. So you did much very drama. Well, very well <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, there was a point where you were battling. So this is head to head. So instead of doing like a four-player game and the top two go on or top two, you know, point any This is one on one. This is yep. what is a heads up? Is that what it's called? But it's
1: no, it's just head to head. Head to head. Single single elimination. Uh, best of seven so you got to win four games
0: yeah and there was a point where it was you versus your son (laughs) you versus neil yeah so how did that go and how did that feel on the car ride home
1: (laughs) it was fine uh neil 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 took it fine i mean it honestly i don't think either of us were playing great but neil neil just really had some bad luck go his way he he picked Deadpool against me and he actually won that game but I mean, it. He, there were a lot of outlane drains, you know, unfortunately, and uh, uh, you know, that's that's pinball. That's sometimes, pinball. you
0: know. So. Spoiler alert! You got second. You made it all yes. the way to the end. I had to face
1: Esher from Colorado. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to
0: bring up. So I mean, <laughs> all Escher, hell, the king of Wisconsin <laughs> now, yeah, right? right. Esher, I gotta one get, I gotta, gotta get Esher
1: like like a Wisconsin shirt or a Packers shirt, right? For, and for for he has record. to wear it at nationals. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's we what's gonna about. happen. We talked
2: about this, Tom. Like I can no longer claim I'm District 82. Like Esher is more District <laughs> 82 for, than any of us from outside Wisconsin. Even
1: even Josh was saying, you know, like if you look at if you look at some people's IFPA cards, there's a lot of District 82. So and you know it was it was brought up to me by a lot of people. There was a post on Raymond's um, Illinois uh, uh, championship on YouTube. Oh. Uh, somebody okay. somebody said, hey, what do you think about Escher and the Sharps? coming to district 82 for wisconsin state and and honestly i mean those guys came and played in our state they earned points they have the right to pick which state they go to Um, so to to the
0: to the listeners just to clarify what's going on here so this is states. So you would think this is this is who whoever scored the most points in last year can compete for states. Well, you assume you have to be a state resident. That that's not the case. It is the 24 top um whopper earners in that state yep. have the ability to play for states. So when you have somebody like an Escher that's traveling all over the US and playing in all these different tournaments, especially when he's winning in them. Escher was one of the top four winners in the state of Wisconsin, even he, though he lives. He in was the number.
1: He was the number one seed. Yes, so he had the most points. Which, if you look at it, was over a thousand points,
0: which is insane. But there's right. people like um, Carlos. I know Laserlos. Like he's in Ohio. He had yeah. multiple states he could yeah. pick in. He
1: could have went to. He could have came to Wisconsin. Yeah, he so that became it. a
0: thing. Where why? Why would you want and so you have two two trains of thoughts. You could either based on yeah. the you could either <laughs> do it based on the competition, like, well, I don't want to go compete in this <laughs> state because uh, you know, Ray Day's there. While the other side of that is, well, where am I gonna win the most money? And the money's based yeah. off of every single tournament game that has been played in that state, there's a dollar that's yeah. set aside for that. And so Being that District 82's had so many huge, large tournaments all year long, the prize pool for District 80 for the state of Wisconsin was massive.
1: Over $10,000.
0: Yes. So, So,
1: I mean, you can't really blame anybody to see all that money just sitting there going, well, if I go there and I do actually decent, I'm going to be taking home a paycheck. So I knew... I knew going into my first match like if I lose here I'm still winning 200 bucks.
0: Wow, just for showing up. Just yeah. for showing
1: up. Yeah. You know, um if I make it to the next round it's 400, if I make it to the next round it's like 800 or 600 or whatever it was. I mean, it was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, to give an idea how much that actually is, I think the
2: Oklahoma State champion made about the equivalent as somebody in the second round. At Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Which I is crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. It, it is weird because, yes, you're right, that Escher's flying from Colorado. But, sure, if Escher's going to play in Colorado, potentially win Colorado, why, like, he's incredibly good. I mean, he won in-desk. Well, he's there's still player good in the players right in
1: Colorado, too. I mean, sure. that field is really difficult, too. You got Jordan DeShane, I think is mm-hmm. the last name. yeah um, He's really good. He won. He beat Adam Lefkoff, who's Escher's dad. Uh, and then you have Walt Wood and Zach McCarthy. He's so great. Yeah. And Zach McCarthy is yep. like phenomenal.
2: And you still have Donovan Stepp,
1: too. And Donovan That's Stepp, yeah. So it's, like, so yeah. it's yeah. like, and Donovan's been playing for years and, like, and. Papa Finals and Algarro oh, no signals. There's just camera. You know? <laughs> again. It's every thirty minutes. It's almost. If like I a good... would
2: have played in Wisconsin and won, I could probably afford to keep my camera on.
0: I think it's been very clear that this is not a mechanical problem. This is a user. No, this error. is a me problem.
2: Well, <laughs> yes. so but, the but thing I, is, too, yeah. state. I used to. I well, I still am. I very much wish state would be set up to where whatever state you're in, that's where you play at. Because I wish it would be more community based. But I do understand that these are the rules. These are what we play within. Right. So yeah. I don't blame people for wanting to go play elsewhere, for wanting to, to go see. Cause I know like wow. we had a couple of people come into Oklahoma back in 2020. And for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, I saw that as a challenge. I'm like, I'm going to defend my turf, you know? So it's a unique. So without, if a rule was in place, I wouldn't have had that type of challenge either. So I mean, there's pros and cons to it. But I think at the same time, too, if you tried to do state line rules that would just be way too hard to police to, yeah. to implement well, that rule it's just it it'd it be from too confusing both sides.
1: so you know you might have a situation where somebody lives on the border of two states and over the border is where all the pinballs at so do you want to really tell that person like hey you can't come to our state because you don't you don't you know you're not in the boundary of Wisconsin
0: Right. Yeah, the Sharps you know. are in Chicago. That's a well, few-hour drive north to, to go Yeah, but the funny
1: thing is, I don't even know if Josh qualified for any other state, but I don't, I don't
2: think he did. But Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. Well, the same thing goes for here around the St. Louis area. You have CP Pinball, which is about 45 minutes from my house, but it's on the Illinois side of things. So it's Illinois Point, so I think that's why we had like five or six or seven people that went from this area or – at least that play in that spot. And they went all the way to Chicago for the state. And the yeah. same thing happens with Kansas city where you have people in the Kansas side, Missouri side, you have people qualifying for both. So yeah, there is cities that borderline States and that would make it awfully difficult to tell yeah. somebody, okay, you don't play here. That might be like an hour away. You have to travel five hours this direction to yeah. play in your state. So yeah, and then I, then I, see. I, I see, I see it both yeah. sides,
1: but I, but yeah, but I also, you know, take somebody else's side. I see somebody who, you know, plays in that state, doesn't go anywhere else. And then, you know, they see somebody else from another state where they're like, well, you bumped me out because I could have taken that spot, you know, so.
2: But then what are we going to tell that person to do?
1: Play better. (laughs) (laughs) Just win some more. Yeah, well, play in more events.
0: We're approaching about an hour of tournament talk, which I I know is Come on, Joel.
1: Joel It's where hey, it's at. Where are the not- num- where are the numbers at on Twitch?
0: I, it's all in tournaments. I get Watch, it. Watching I get Joel it. loop out on bond. That's I, I almost feel like we need to have a poll. I just, I try to give, I, I try to make sure that this this podcast is is balanced. I know we have a lot of tournament players that enjoy this podcast, right. but I also know there's a lot of players that don't. Um, with that said, though, I mean, our conversation, Travis and I, that we had last episode, we did get some really good feedback on that from people that don't play in tournaments that just enjoyed. the.
2: <laughs> we had one here's person th- tell us to not waste server space. That was good feedback. Yeah. Here, I saw that
0: here's the thing, waste Joel. Yeah. We've already talked
1: more tournament talk than a final round podcast yeah yeah that's and we haven't mentioned one dick so i mean we got something (laughs) going
0: (laughs) well is there anything anything to wrap up the tournament talk no we just need to go straight
2: to number one now number one on our production list all right number one
0: this is so why did we why did we ask for neil one we're trying to obviously you know we're going for a global podcast here so first off that's why we (laughs) (laughs) that's why like Neil.
1: Two, and, we, and Neil's we, awesome. So yes, we yeah.
0: clearly we knew he, <laughs> he's been at almost every one of these tournaments that we've talked about so far, which is incredible. Um, but two, Bond. When I think of James Bond, I think of you know English Englishmen, right? And it's like, so you know, this is there are some Bond fanatics here in the States. Um, I know like David Dennis up in Canada, he's a huge Bond guy, but James Bond over in the UK is a whole nother, I mean, that's a whole nother level, right? So Neil, I know you get in on most of these LEs, but when Bond was announced, how was that? Like, what was your... I know how Tom reacted to Rush. Do you think you were in a similar
3: <laughs> boat? Well, kind of, but actually, I'll tell you a, a very short but funny story. Um, so um, the the guys who own the Bond IP, E.ON, the broccoli people, um, they got a lot of stick for missing the 50th anniversary of Bond. I don't know if, if you're aware of that. They, they didn't do anything for the fiftieth.
0: So ten years ago.
3: Yeah. So so they decided. Well, we better make sure we do something for the sixtieth, right? Okay. And, and you know, I think if you if you flip back to ten years ago, Bond was probably in a bit of a weird place with you know no no one quite sure about the current Bond. Anyway, so um, the company I work for, we got we got invited to a meeting with um, You know, uh, hey, the Eon guys want to have a chat with us. This this was a few years ago. Uh, And I'm like, Bond, yeah, I'm going. Um, So (laughs) I was, we were at this session. I I can't go into what we talked about, uh, unfortunately. But one of the things that um, I think it was my boss or one of my colleagues happened to mention that I was a big pinball nut. Um, And one of the Eon folks happened to mention that they might have done a deal with a pinball manufacturer. (laughs) So this was 10 years ago. This was, yeah. yeah, And actually, if you go on Pinside, I posted Bond is coming like four years ago. Nice. Um, So I kind of knew this was coming despite many Stern employees telling me, Neil, you're nuts. It's not coming. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) So, um, which kind of made me laugh. So, when it, I mean, when it came, first of all, it's great that it's coming. It's a a dream theme for me. I'm like, excellent. Two, oh my God, who's designing it? Who's writing the code? Who's doing the R? All all the kind of panic moments that you have. But, but, you know, look, you look back at Stern over the last few years, it's hard to say that they've got a lot of things wrong. They've got a lot of things right. That's, don't get me wrong, the room for improvement. Um, but I kind of felt, actually, and, and also knowing Gomez, he's kind of in in the same era of me. I thought, I bet he's a big Bond fan. Turns out he is. Um, so I was super excited. But, you know, will they get the right music? What era will it be? You know, it's it's kind of like, in some respects it's like star wars where and 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 actually the other the other ip that that fits this is harry potter because of those ips everybody's got a different mindset about what makes that ip special for them and and i you know whoever does get the harry potter ip good luck to you because you're gonna make loads of people happy and you're gonna piss equally as many people off right yep um so from so from that perspective i was like look it's a pinball machine based on bond you know I'm, I'm in basically um and you know i've been so i've been waiting for it waiting for it because we have to wait for the games to get shipped over uh, i actually arrived last week bond le LA. <laughs> unfortunately it's got <laughs> a bit of damage uh, oh no kinda, yeah which kind of is unfortunate but again on the flip side i've maybe bought 30 new inbox games this is the first one i've ever had any damage with so i kind of Part of me is like, well, it's not great. Other part of me is like, well, you know, that's life. And also, you know, I've had a few issues with Stern. They've always kind of looked after me, so I'm I'm pretty confident that Stern are going to send me either a new machine or a new cabinet
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But, no, um, that's, that's but I'm awesome. also in on the in the Elwin
0: game, so and we're, I'm very excited about that we're going to talk about that but so let's let's step one step back there was the reveal of this game was supposed to happen at a trade show in the uk right were you there there. or were you involved yeah you were there i was there
3: so um electrocoin is the um who's the distributor here Uh, a guy called john runs a really nice really nice guy um they, I help them out. They've got a location in London where I, I help them set up the uh, Stern Insider Connect, and I, I know them well. I'm also, obviously, I'm a good customer So, you know, they, they were like, "Oh, hey, we're going to have this," and they invite, they give me a. I was invited down there a VIP. It was it was awesome. Um, and you know, EAG is actually so. There's two. There's two events in UK. One is EAG, which happens actually happened last week when we were in Indus. Got a week before. There's another event it was big in the US called IAPA. It's usually in Florida. It's an insane event. If you haven't been there, go. It's just it'll blow your mind. Usually it happens just before Free Play Florida. Um and then I IAPA have decided to do an international event. They did it in the same venue as EAG. And it was huge. I mean I was like wow. It it, it would, compared to EAG, it was mind blowingly big. Everyone who's in CoinOp was there, bouncy Castles and popcorn makers and pinball machine, you name it, it was there. I mean, they had this event, and and unfortunately, um, and and you know, I I don't think whatever decision you make is 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 gonna um is gonna be the right one or the wrong one. You know, our our head of state, the Queen, died the week before this event, um and and I think both Stern together with the the licensor, I think I don't know for sure. Um, you know they decided actually we probably want to hold this off and and, yeah. and and actually i kind of applaud stern for that because you know they're they're an international company coming to the uk they could have said ah what's who cares about all these british guys we're launching our game right <laughs> um but i don't know if you saw the olympics with with you know the queen with bond um in 2012 where where, where, where they made it look like she jumped out of a plane <laughs> um and, and actually some head of state asked the mayor if she really did jump out of the plane it was that they did it that real um you know i think i think it was a great move by stern it, it was classy a lot of people were saying ah you know they're just trying to do this or that or the game's not ready uh I, the game was there i i, I saw them and um, there was unfortunately some really bad photos of it leaked which you know is infuriating I wish if there was one thing I think Stern, and not just Stern, all other pinball manufacturers, quit. As soon as you see leaked photos, get the real photos out quick. Yeah. Don't wait. Get the real ones out because everyone looks at it. I remember um, Stranger Things, right? That got such a beating because some photo leaked out from CES. Now it's the game that everybody wants and they're paying 20,000 bucks for it, you know, for an LE. And here in the UK, there's about eight of them in total. And they, they they sell like hotcakes. So, um, you know, not a great launch. The, the, There's a few stumbles. They then relaunched it at the 60th anniversary of Bond. There was a an event at the British Film Institute. Uh, I went down there. It was actually the same weekend as the UK Open. So I kind of I kind of popped over there just to say hello. And I, I couldn't stay for very long. Um, but all the Bond people were loving um, the game. And um, you know it was great to see it and a whole lot of other 60th anniversary stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I d- so did you did you have a chance to play the game or see it before it was released?
3: Uh, no, I, so I played it. Um, well, I played it. I'm, I'm trying to think where it was released or not. By then, it was because.
0: Well, they had put it out on the floor, and then they took no, it off so, the
3: floor. So, no, so, so, ve- so I don't believe anyone got to play it at the, at okay. the show at all. It, it, it was on the floor for one evening, and then the next day it was gone. Yeah. In fact, in fact, you couldn't even even found where it was because they wheeled in a whole lot of other games, okay, um, to to fill the gap. So there was no, um, you know, the, I don't think the, I don't. I'm pretty confident no one played them at that event. Um, and the, at the, other, at the other launch, then obviously people played them.
0: Yeah. So I know, so when it comes to the Gomez bond, um, Zach at flipping out has let me borrow one for the last few weeks. Uh, I've been playing the heck out of it, you know, props to Stern that they are continuing to put out code updates. Um, the, I, I, the game is, I would say where it's at right now. It's, it's 0.84 code. I think almost all the major villains are in it. All the henchmen are in it. Um, I think all the weapon modes are in it. Um, the bond women still don't do anything and there is still no stacking. So you still can't play multiple modes or multiple things at the same time. Now I know Travis pointed out, I think it was like today on Facebook. Um, George Gomez said, uh, they have full intentions of adding stacking, uh, in the next code update. I don't know. Initial impressions, Neil. I mean, if this is, this is a theme that you love, how do you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I
3: I played it. I I did play Bond at Expo, so I was at Expo. The game was there. I I was able to play it, and and uh, you know, my first impression is the core thing. The the game shoots really well, right? The codes was still very early, no question about it, and 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 a lot of work to do. But you know, there'd be nothing worse as if the game was clunky or or didn't flow well. But I I really liked the games and. And and I, I I most Gomez games I I, I tend to like, but um, when you look at it from a a Bond fan point of view, the artwork is perfect. I know, and and I know a lot of people said this artwork looks like some guy in Photoshop did it. Um, well, Photoshop wasn't around in the '60s, guys, so <laughs> it's it's meant to look it's meant to look a little bit kind of non perfect. And if you look at the the Bond artwork. Of that era especially connery Uh it all looks like that so you know they've they've nailed it and i was like they've just stuck a whole lot of movie posters on the side yes that because that artwork is collectible it's 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 huge in 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 the the uk and and actually across the world so you know i'm very i was ecstatic about it the only thing i might i might nitpick go why why isn't the le goldfinger yeah. You know, why? Why? Vault, that, that's vault
1: the edition, only thing. Neil. You're forgetting about the vault edition.
3: Yeah, that well, just I,
0: hasn't come <laughs> out yet. <laughs>
3: Goldfinger vault. Yeah. That'll be another sale my wife will get pissed off about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be in. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I. I that's cool. I, I'm glad as a Bond fan or fanatic, potentially, that you're you're, exci- you're excited about that. And then the other side of that is, and we've talked about this as a group, I I think we all – love the look or what we're seeing in the bond 60th edition that, that Keith has obviously designed. Um, I know, you know, at least the three of us, we were not buying one. And so we're like, well, who, (laughs) who who are we talking to that is buying one? And boom, Neil, I mean, it was just you, (laughs) you fit that bill as well. What were your thoughts when that, well, first did you like, what were your thoughts when you heard that there was going to potentially be an, an, another version of the game you know that keith elwin like you weren't you weren't prepared for that like double (laughs) double dipping your 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 dream theme right
3: no i mean well look i mean this is i think um travis captured it really well and and when you guys talked about it which is what a great time for pinball where you can do something like that you imagine trying to do that you know 10 years ago even five years ago maybe not so you know and then it's the theme you know how many people that are Avengers crazies would love another Avengers Special Limited or, you know, um, Batman? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's loads of folks that would love their game to have a special edition. I'm like, yes, my theme's got it. Hallelujah. Um, and then, and then you know, then my kind of bank manager phoned me and said, danger money. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of know look, this is going to be expensive, like the Beatles, like. Batman uh, le uh, sorry Batman 66 so you know I knew it was not going to be a a a low-cost pinball machine although you know actually I think Stern might have sold a gazillion of them if it was yeah um so again you look at what they've done and and actually as a Bond fan what Stern have done is actually pretty impressive with Bond 60 it is incredibly rare incredibly rare that you see bond from the, the multiple bonds from multiple eras from with multiple bad guys and multiple gadgets in the same thing right it's a you try and find any other bit of bond thing that's got that you'll struggle There's you know fan artwork yes for sure anything official very rare very rare indeed so again you know people that the artwork on the play field could be better i guess but the outside of it, the, the the you know, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. The game, look, who doesn't want to own a Keith Elwin single level game? Yeah, I mean, you know, that that was the second thing. I, you know, I, right behind me, you can see, I've got all of Elwin's games. They're all brilliant games. Actually, you mentioned, you know, Indisc how, how accessible is this? Keith came up to me and said, "Hey Neil, I, I hear you're buying a bond." I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "You're gonna love it." And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, super excited," you know, because because you know Keith. Keith wouldn't say that if if, 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 you know, if if it wasn't. And frankly, we know that his his pedigree in building games, right? So, I'm really excited. Actually, I thought it would be more expensive than it was. Yeah. Candidly, yeah. okay. And um, I kind of, you know, loudmouth. Yeah, it, it, twenty grand. I'm in. Twenty five. I'm out. Because <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I genuinely believed it would be twenty five. That was in my head. That's what I thought it would be. So, and look, it's it's crazy money. Is it? it is the is the value of what you're getting worth the pennies that you're paying? Absolutely not. Um yeah. and but as a as a Bond fan, as a pinball fan, um, you know, it's, it's it's not that rare either. Um, but I'm 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 also a big Stern Classics fan. Um I got a lot of the Stern Classics, and it's kind of the similar sort of setup. So I'm super excited about it. It will be in the bank at UK Open. Nice, um, nice. So, I'm, so I'm going to make sure that anyone who wants to play it can play it. Uh, we're doing a Bond special event here for our members at Pinball Republic, where we're going to bring all the Bond games together for a a mini tournament. Uh, I'll take mine to to the to the club. Um, but you know, as a Bond fan and a pinball fan, you know I, I, this is probably my high for the next 20 years until until the you know another theme I love comes along. So that's
0: awesome.
3: Um, but I, I think you know I really believe it's awesome for pinball that we've got to a place where, you know, we can, that th- th- things like this, that this sort of experimentation is happening. Um, I kind of hope Stan look at it um, and, and other folks look at it. It's like, well, how can we do that, but do it a bit more volume and a bit more accessible? Um, Cause we need scale in, in this industry.
2: Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head too when you are talking about, or you're alluding to your utility or the product. I think that's what a lot of people need to understand that, you know, one size won't fit all for consumers. something that somebody sees that they're like, okay, this is too much money that that doesn't equate to the whole industry is like crashing on itself. And they've jumped (laughs) the shark, this and that. Like it's one product in dozens of products that are available. And what cracks me up about this is looking at the reactions to it. And again, everybody's entitled to the reactions. I'm not going to say people are wrong. But what cracks me up is, is the ones that are complaining about the money. It's like, okay, you have five cars and you're one person. It's like, okay, you're obviously shelling out a ton of money because you're into cars. That's fine. You know, or you might have like 30 pinball machines in your collection. Like, okay, you know, you like playing pinball or you might be like us that we have like an expensive computer or we have a Funko collection or a Lego collection. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their thing that they do everybody has their hobby and so i think that that's one of the things that kind of gets lost in the shuffle that when somebody sees something like this they're like okay who who wants this who wants to get this oh it's too much it's this and that you know the price is what the price is and the utility is going to be whatever the utility is for the end user and what somebody sees here i mean that's to me i i very much do believe that this product based off of how many are going out and based off the reaction i've told Joel and Tom, this, and this is the first time I'll say this publicly. I truly do believe that the value of this will go up in the next five years or so. I think that we will have ourselves a Pirates from Jersey Jack situation because if not many go out there yeah, and the game shoots great, and just like Neil said, he hit the nail on the head. And this is completely 100% true based off research that I've looked through, through all the Bond 60th stuff from other industries. It's rare that you see all of them together in one product. It is rare. I can only, I don't think I've seen it even one other time besides pinball. So that's something that's so unique that at the end of the day with this product, all it takes is, is for one person to see it and for one person to want it. And that's where you see the value start going up. And I truly do believe the value will go up on it eventually, assuming that it doesn't hit like, you know, the 500. I don't think that they'll get 500 out which makes it even more valuable and more rare. And to me, it's like that might get some people <laughs> you know, to say, you know what, I need to get in on this. I mean, that's just yeah. the way the market works.
0: And Travis, you had said it before that when people get into pinball, every pinball machine is new to them. And that's something that there are, there are huge bond fanatics. And if all of a sudden, you know, a few years down the road, some bond fanatic decides to get into pinball and then realizes, you know, wait, there's a bond game and there's this and this, and I could get a game that has every bond in it. And yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, Neil, I do have a question for you. Do you feel like four optic spinners is enough? Should he have,
3: should he <laughs> well, so have done again, five? As a, as a Stern classics fan, you can never have too many spinners. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd have I spinners. I, I love, you know, as you went in my first kind of pinball, you know one of the first games i wanted to buy was meteor um it's just hit the spinner all day um yeah so that's why again that's why i'm excited about it and, and our club so all my stern classics are there i've got about five or six of them and uh it's it's this so i think this is just going to fit in as if it was another stern classic with oh, yeah. a few more bells and whistles and a few modernization that hopefully Will attract more people into pinball at the end of the day, but I mean, the one thing is slightly disappointing about the 60th, I think there's only like four of them coming to the UK. Oh wow! Um, which which is kind of crazy because I I have been at a few Bond events where you know um, the, 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 they're literally like being at a real Bond of, Bond kind of villain place with the kind of people and the money that they've got, and and I kind of I kind of think. If you're going to go down that market, you probably need to think about your channel to that market more than than through the regular channels. And I suspect, Stern it, 500 games in this space, Stern should be like, there should be fights over them in the Bond land. I, I just know it, right? There isn't, because they don't know it's there, really. Um And and I think Stern are going to find another, if, if Pinball's going to do things like this, they've got to find that route to that channel. Mm. Because uh, the current pinball channel, some some folks have got it. You know, the high-end um, game room guys,
0: Yeah,
3: a lot of them don't. They're just shipping games out. So that would be my take. And, and, you know, I'm glad only four of them in the UK. That definitely guarantees it's going to be worth more money. Uh, you well, know, thought, from, from my point of view. I was about to say, it's, it It sounds like
2: yeah. it's time for you to corner the market. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> but you it should be buying like, more
3: than one. Yeah. what it sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have you've got the connection. Uh, I have to come and live with one of you guys because my wife changed
2: a lot. You're going to collect Bond Sixties <laughs> like Pokemon cards. I just know it.
0: Well, Neil, the only other Bond Sixty question I had for you is what are what's your thought? And this is a little bit of drama. You know, this quality, high quality pinball drama that's out there. What's your thoughts on the fact that the topper is the topper that's coming with the sixtieth is the same topper that's going to be on the Gomez one? And you, I know you're a topper guy, and I know you're buying both. <laughs> Does that? Does that bother you? It's exclusive. Look, I, I mean, yeah, I mean it's
3: expensive, but look, I think, I mean, that's another thing. Starling, you know, look, they cocked up on the on the piece of paper. There's no doubt about it, right? Um, it, when you look at it, it does look like it should be exclusive. Um, and and they kind of, you know, when you make a mistake like that, just put your hands up and say, "Sorry, we screwed up." This is the reality. Instead, they kind of have this wishy-washy thing that that didn't go down well at all um you know you just apologize for it's not the end of the world this is pinball and uh, you know uh but i'll be buying another topper for sure
0: (laughs) yeah so you'll have so i mean you'll get the official topper you'll get both of them yeah
3: Yeah, and actually um there's a guy who owns a golden eye who wants to get one to stick on his golden eye oh (laughs) that i know so uh so there's a bigger market out there than just just um you know what, of sold today. There's there's old Goldeneye yeah. that that's still around, still and actually not a bad game. Um, not well, the not the best game, but it's not bad either. So yeah, shout out um, to uh
0: Mike Castleman with the pinballers. He he personally feels that the jump ramp in Goldeneye is the best jump ramp on a pinball machine. Like he thinks it's better in Toy Story. He thinks it's better in No Good Go. Do you guys? I don't know. I've never played Goldeneye. You think that's I a mean, fair statement?
2: Mike's Canadian, so uh, we got <laughs> to let him slide. It's fine. It's All right. good. But um, no, the, the touch base, though, on the toppers, though, this is an important thing to point out. There is a contingency of people out there that will specifically buy a topper just to put on the shelf. Yeah. And they'll figure out how to light it up. And it's literally just a piece of artwork. I've seen that done. In real? Many, oh, yeah. I've seen that done in many game rooms. I, I know people that do that, that they just... I mean, they collect them. It's a collectible for them, and they don't necessarily put it on their pinball machine. It's the same way that you take a light and you put it on a shadow box or something like that that's backlit, right? And then you put it up on the wall or a playfield on the wall. There's a lot of people out there that will buy a topper specifically just to show off.
3: Yeah, that's, interesting. Actually, one other thing I wanted to point out about artwork. Um, on Batman 66, um, they have Commissioner Gordon on the playfield, right? Trying to get Commissioner Gordon on a Batman thing is almost impossible. Hmm. And but yet, stern, stern made it happen. He's on there. Just He's the the, thing, the target that you hit for the X. Um, so a lot of people get Stern about, you don't get this for the license, you do that for the license. But actually, in many cases, they've gone above and beyond and got things that actually no one else has got. So all the bonds together, Commissioner Gordon, I'm sure there's other things that, that, that we don't know
0: about. Um, Why Commissioner Gordon? Why is that a problem? I, I think
3: it's something to do with who owns that IP. It's it's owned by a trust or something like that. I don't know. Cool. I, I was told, um, and, and, and looking into it, I've got uh, Batman 66. I'm a Batman nut as well. But um, seeing that on the play field was like, wow, they've got Gordon on it. How did they get that? Um, so at least that's what I was told. It might might be might be hogwash. But when you look for Commissioner Gordon stuff of that era, yeah, it's hard to find it. So I think there's something in it.
2: Well, the same thing kind of happened for Avengers, too, because Adam Warlock is on the playfield and he's nowhere else. And when that came out, most people had no idea who Adam Warlock was, but he played his character, played a central part in the Infinity Saga, at least in the comics. And now now you have Adam Warlock is going to show up in the movies now in the next Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's going to be a well-known character. Well, it's well, going to be a well-known excited. character, Joel. I'm telling you, <laughs> telling you. If you only no. knew what's coming down the pipe, Joel. I'm wait. excited
0: for you. I'm excited that your comic I'm book fantasies are becoming well, I'm reality. I'm excited what
2: that means for pinball, though. Think about this: we should be getting a Doctor Strange pin. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. It's there's, a magic. Yeah. It's a magic theme. It's a comic book theme. It's perfect. Put it together, make it happen. But you know, New there's Spider
0: there's oh. plenty of people that are like, I don't want any more. They'll buy it. Pens. They'll buy they it. Just, <laughs> just
2: put L when it sells out. Who, You know, who cares? It, but I, I would buy thing.
1: a new Spider-Man pin. Exactly.
2: In, into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that so is the low hanging fruit that would absolutely dominate pinball sales. Everybody puts out these themes and everything. You want a theme that's relevant with the younger generation. You want yeah. a theme that's relevant with an older generation. You want a theme that's current. My God, and it has hip-hop music to it, and it has badass artwork to it, and it has plenty to bring out, and there goes my camera. I'm God, telling you. Every
0: 30, it's... Hey, you're right, though. Into I'm the Spider, you. that would be huge.
2: That would I know, be massive.
0: I know I personally, if they ever did a Batman the Animated Series pin, I'd be all over that, uh, but... I I get it. I know the argument. People are like, I don't want any more dad rock pins. Well, that's, we're going to continue to get music pins. And people are like, I don't want any more comic book pins. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't want any more comic book pins. But the truth is, there's, it sells. sells, And there's, there's some huge fans. There's some huge fans in that.
3: Um, Well, I, one of the things I think, you know, if I was starting, I'd be looking at uh, anime right now is insane. Yeah. I, I think if they made a pin in that space, it would, it would go crazy big. Um, Anime
0: and and I know we've said this a long time, but it's like video games is an like they have not done anything video game related. And if once they Mario can I know Mario? Mario would be huge, massive.
2: Of course, we know how difficult it is with Nintendo licensing, but Mario would be massive. South Park would be even more. Uh, That would be massive as well. Not more than Mario. Not more than Mario, but that would be big. That would would be 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 massive. South Park would sell out. I'm telling you, South Park would do great. And then into the Spider Verse. Those are the three themes that I think would just absolutely destroy whatever else you put out there. I yeah. think it would do better than Top Gun. I think it would do better than even Matrix under most conditions, and I think it would do way better than something like Godfather or something like that. Well, it, the, all,
0: it's not going to do better in Galactic Tank it, Force, though. I think we all agree Galactic Tank Force is the epitome of pinball. I'm themes telling you, I, I got for the, the, the next feeling 20 that, years.
2: I got a feeling that that pin. Is going to be more popular. We talked about wait. this a couple of months I'm ago. i serious. I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> well, there was even a poll out. I mean, all internet polls are wrong, of course, but there was a poll out. I yeah. think that took like second or third for people that were most excited compared to any of the other. Like uh, take nobody's some space, buddy. Yeah. Nobody's going to be excited about Indiana Jones. I'm sorry. Uh, that's done. It, it's whatever. Jaws is okay. You know, Venom, if that's coming up, people will be fine. Foo-fire, whatever it is. Sure. galactic tank
0: force. I know. I I'm know. am telling you. And the lunchbox that I'm going to be able to get with it, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't, I can't. wait.
2: I mean, we still need to know, are we the, are we the tank force? Are we the commander? (laughs) Like, like who are we fighting? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I do want to stick with the, uh, with the accessories. Do the tanks
2: fly, Joel. Uh, We need to know this. Tanks in space, buddy. Tanks in space. My God.
0: I want to, I I, I want to keep talking about accessories. So first off, Neil, I know you bought the, um, I know you bought the Mando topper. Yes. What What are your thoughts on it? Because Tom over there, he keeps his games in competitive play, so it just shows scores. So he doesn't even get to see <laughs> all the fun things.
3: Ah, okay. I didn't know that was the case. So mine's probably just shows scores as well. Then. <laughs> oh, <yours> is- <laughs> yeah. So I mean, look, I, again, I, I think it's 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 great. Again, I, I it, forgot you know, there
1: was a topper on mine.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, in terms of value, you, you know, you have to question it. But look, again, stand to put a bit of effort into building something that wasn't just a flat. Thing with lights pointing at it you know i hope they keep doing that um again i kind of I, I wonder if if the reason they're priced so high is because stern can't make enough and they know that so they've got to extract the maximum how do, how do, hopefully when they move to this new factory um you know they've got bandwidth to to make more and more and we can go back to, you know, the um, one of the best toppers of all time, 400 bucks, Black Knight, right? Oh, let's get so back, good. Let's get yeah. back to that world. But again, it's starting to going to be able to make them um, in volume. And I hope this move to the next factory allows them to do that. But I, I think, you know, toppers add a little bit to the game. Um, and, you know, there's some... I'm not a big mod fan unless it really makes a difference. But I did swap out my, um, my Godzilla... Um, for oh, atomic yeah. for atomic Godzilla, I don't know if it's a focus. Um, uh, actually, atomic Godzilla made by a guy here in the UK. It's a great mod for Godzilla. Lights up and actually looks like Godzilla rather than Godzuki. Um, <laughs> but but I think um, you know it's uh, my sense is is Stan would love to sell them lower price if they could make the volume to make yeah. it worth making them. And Mandalorian, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I, again another kind of mando crazy and you know i kind of feel that finally we've got with mandalorian the star wars that we should have always had um you know I, the, the star wars game is okay but it doesn't feel like you're in a star wars episode versus mandalorian it, it yeah. kind of does the music's awesome and i, I really like it so yeah the mando topper is great um i, I think I, I mean i pretty much like all the toppers there's not one that i think um is terrible but Um, I just hope they're um, imaginative and, and, and do, um, do imaginative things with them.
0: I totally agree. And that's what scares me about the Godzilla topper. It hasn't been announced. (laughs) We don't know what it's going to be, but to me, I hope they go big. I hope they go big. I mean, everything about this game is incredible and I don't want the topper to be lame. I hope the toppers, you know, moves are exciting or something. But the other thing that scares me is so many people own Godzilla and so many people are like, this game's a keeper. It's bolted. People are, including myself, like are, are are modding it, putting the bells and whistles on it. So if all of a sudden this this Godzilla topper comes out and they're sold out everywhere and they can't make enough for them, I don't know. I, or, you know, we'll just have to cross that bridge when we get there. But I know, I mean, all four of us own Godzilla and probably all four of us have full intentions of buying the topper. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Um, let's talk about everybody's favorite mod, especially Tom. I know Tom loves this mod. Which is um, Stern Insider Connect. It sounds like, yeah. (laughs) Stern Stern Insider Connect. And and Neil, I'm excited to talk to you about this for two reasons. But number one, Stern Insider (laughs) Connect recently, um, they just did a big update, which was really cool, actually. I thought this was genuinely cool. If you go on your Insider Connect um, account, you will see that at the top, they do a year in review. So you can see everything that you did last year. You can see like what games you played the most, what days of the week you played the most, how many games. Well they they had to update the server to then like allow that. That was when the server went down uh, earlier this week. I
2: need to prepare the listeners. You're about to see Salty Tom invoked and I cannot wait. It's, yes,
0: buckle up. All right, go yeah. ahead,
2: Joel. Yeah, buckle
0: up everybody. But biggest, truthfully- well.
1: biggest waste of money in the industry. <laughs> we uh, hey,
0: you're you're we're there's your buyer. foreshadowing. Yes. Um what I will say is I actually thought that was really cool. I thought it was cool to see, like, when do you score the most points and it to each ball? So you're starting to realize how much um, Stern is actually, like, how much data they're capturing from these games when you log in with Stern Insider Connected. Um, I, I will say, personally, I enjoy the achievements. I think they're cool. Um, but the biggest thing that I love about it is just the fact that, like, when my brother comes over, we made my dad a Stern Insider account so that when he plays, I mean, all home team is huge, being able to hold the button in, immediately log in, You don't have to type in your name, all that. I love it. I love it so much that I'm currently borrowing a Jurassic Park that doesn't have Stern Insider Connected on it. And so I realized, like, I need this. I need Stern Insider Connect. I wasn't going to buy it, though. So spoiler alert, what you can do is just buy the Wi-Fi dongle and a card, plug them in, run a long Ethernet cable from the game you want it to have to one of the QR code readers on one of your other games, and log in one time. That's all you have to do to get it on the network.
1: Stern and then will nerf point, that. Thanks, Joel. Uh, for the record, not Stern Pinball. This I is do not new. I, <laughs> I, I,
2: I do this. not endorse uh, <laughs> what was just said. For the record, I love my job. Yeah, as a distributor.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're not encouraging it. I'm just saying what I did at the risk of me breaking my friend's game, which I'm borrowing. <laughs> but, but I was able to get it just just because I want home team. So I personally am a fan of Stern Insider Connected. I think Travis as a distributor is a fan of the Insider Connected. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I
2: mean, it it depends. I I think I want to see more stuff fleshed out for the home user. That's what I really want to see. They've indicated to us. Thank you, Travis. Well, they they have indicated (laughs) that this is something that they're looking at. They plan. I just hope that it, I just hope it shows up soon because obviously plans aren't doing anything at this point. But I do know from the way locations talk that, they love it for the way that the interface is, the feedback the that they get from it. Yeah. yeah, the leaderboards are huge. And, and that's the main thing I want to see more than anything. Like I, I've discovered out of me playing this, the achievements are fine. Unfortunately, it's like if you log in for the first time, the achievements just rain down like Oprah's giving away cars. They just all <laughs> pop up like crazy. So what I really want to see out of it, what I'm most interested in is a home leaderboard. I want to be able to put up, a TV screen see all the high scores have my kids see their scores they be able to try to beat each other and just keep going back and forth because there is a certain a certain element to that that gives you more replay chances or it it makes you want to do it but yeah it's good and and that's like the biggest thing I I do like the end of the year review though that tells you uh what you tend to score the most like which ball you tend to score I do like that I mean everything else the average XP I you know it doesn't matter I do like, though, my top titles. I played Godzilla 69 times, so nice. I'm, I'm <laughs> extremely happy about that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it has interesting data. I just, uh, what I really hope it goes towards, I hope just from the tournament perspective that they're able to fully implement it to where, like as a tournament director, I'm sure Neil would love this. I'm sure Tom would love this yeah. to where we could say, hey, we're having a Herb event. You guys get on there, play as many games as you can. It's going to go on the leaderboard. I hope it does something like that, something that kind of like Scorebit technically can already do.
0: probably the server. That's a great transition because I before we let Tom go off, um, Neil, you before it's turned insider connected. There, there is there still is a product called Scorebit. Yeah. Um, I I have a Scorebit in my TNA. It was a way to Scorebit is is somewhat of a universal board that was made for all pinball machines to connect them to the internet. And I know Neil, you went in you went in big. I think you've got a scorebit game for every single one or a scorebit board for every single one of your games. And yep. some of the tools that you can use to, um, there's a whole, what is it, API out there where you can pull data in real time. So you, from a tournament standpoint, you had set up leaderboards so you can see the scores on all your games. I mean, talk about that. What, what did you, what do you like, or did you like about scorebit? And then comparing that to insider connected? Yeah. I mean, look, I think
3: Let's you know Insider Connected and but are kind of they do similar things but are kind of aimed at different people I think Stern really tried to, to aim this at the more casual player in bars hence why that's where the focus is and I think it achieves something for that community I think for the hardcore player I'm, I'm, I think Insider's got much more work to do a lot more work to do for me you know I run as you said I run tournaments I do streaming um, I do events and stuff um I, I run a, I run three events in this room every year. Um, and it, they're all match play. At the end of the game, I press a button on match play. It grabs all the scores for the games, ranks everybody, and I move on to the next level. I know that there's no cheating. Scorbit. I know that there's With no Scorbit. mistakes. I know that, yeah, this is score I know yep. there's no m- mistakes. I know that there's no cheating. I know that everything's 100%. And honestly, it makes the running of tournaments a complete breeze. I even know what games aren't finished. So, you know, if you're commentating, actually, um, Colin was over here last year. He was like, wow, you know, this is insane. I can see, actually, this game's still playing and we can talk about it even though there was no camera on it. So, and um, and actually, Carl at Indisk integrated Scorbit into all the DTM stuff, which was fantastic to see. You could see what ball people were on and it just, you know, we're talking about how do we, how do we explain things? Just adding instrumentation is, is helpful. I'm a network guy. That's what I do for a living. So the minute a pinball machine was able to be connected to the network, I'm in. Um, and Jay, actually, Jay Adelson, who runs uh, Scorbit, is the, the, the guy who runs it. He's a really big internet kind of guy. He's, he's data centers. He's done a load of stuff. Uh, he's a, And he's a, uh, a great friend of mine. So, um, yeah, I put them in all the games. They're, they're in most of the games at the club where, where Scorbit support it. And um, we have a monthly competition on it as high scores. Um it's so, on and, and the great thing about it is is it not it only it isn't just spike two games. So I've got it in my X-Men, I've got it in my Walking Dead, I've got it in my Batman, I've got it in my Bond, I've got it in my Theatre Magic. It's in it, I've got it in my Stern Classics. Um and for me, having a platform that unites every pinball manufacturer to do scores and analytics I have to believe that there's value in that certainly from a tournament point of view that absolutely is um and you know we during covid they added challenges so you could challenge everything. sure it's not the same game and the tilts might be different but you can you know you can have a bit of fun with it and the app that, that they've got on scorebit is great starting inside of connect i think in terms of um getting the games online and and you know finding out how to uh, um, allocate people a user ID, et cetera. I think that I'll be honest with you, I think the scanning thing's a bit clunky and I think there's a simpler way of doing that. And and you know the fact that you've the fact you just said what you've done with with the home home thing, you just plug in, activate and have home team. Actually why do you need a why you know if you just connect to the network and you and you, you know you you log in or something on on, on your phone and give the game ID why can't it then just automatically populate you without having to buy anything? Because you you know when, when, you, when you talk to Stern, they're not in it to sell the hardware. They're in it to get people connected. So, hey, Stern, what more can you do to make that connection much quicker? Please, Stern, for the love of God, integrate with Scorbit. <laughs> for the love of God, right? I, I, George, I will buy you the best steak in any part of the planet.
1: Just <laughs> freaking integrate
3: with Scorbit, man, for God's sake. I I I'll write the code for free, right? Well, I, I wonder <laughs> if
1: there's a problem with that because J JJP has it in all their games. So, but, 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 so soon. I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, you see what they've done with JJP. It's awesome. I've got it on dialled the only JJP game I've got. They've added achievements, they've added other stuff, um, but they're also doing other manufacturers. You got spooky with TNA and and uh, Rick and Morty. You know they've got and and you know Stern. Imagine, you know, and I don't know. There's obviously business relationships and commercial situations, but Stern, you, you know, Scorbitt could help you bring your SP- Sam Two games, so your Sam games into Insider connected. There's a deal to be done there. I'm sure of it. Um, so figure it out. And and you know, as an internet guy, that's 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 you know what I've done for for most of my career the way the internet works is because everybody was able to share stuff like that. And and if you want to be online, you've got to think like that. And, and you know, I love what they've done so far. Um, and and also, you know, what I think Stern are finding out, again, this is my own view, is actually doing this online things harder than you might think. Um, it's not just, hey, we'll put a few scores on a screen. You've got to secure it. You've got to do analytics like this. You've got to continually add value to it. Otherwise, it becomes that fad that, people gave up on a year ago and i think that's the that's where you know we'll see how it we'll see how that pans out but honestly scorbit is fantastic scorbit.io go have a look at it um you know it's made my life a lot easier i've got these big screens on my um in my game room here when people come around they log in and we have little competitions it's it's great fun you can put it on your stream you can you can you can make it when you hit a certain score, all the lights flash. There's all sorts of bizarre stuff you can do with it. And um, but getting games online and in into the modern world, hallelujah! Um, you know we've got to do that. And we've got to do more of it.
0: Yeah, no, I that's well put. I know you are using Scorebit to its full potential, and that's something that I I know when I put one in TNA or even when it came out, that was kind of the big question. They're like, well, why do you need it? Or what's the besides but, being able to see the the score from your friends? Like, what's the point? I, I mean, actually, TNA is a great example
3: where, where Scott did a lot of work on it. When you're watching TNA, on, so if, you, if if someone was playing TNA, I'd watch on my phone what mode they're in, what ball are in, how many balls have they locked. And again, when we were um, commentating, we were able to pull down. I, I was able to give updates on other games by using the Scorbit app. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, I, it's like when you build these things, you build them in a way where... You maybe have so many ideas in your head, but let me tell you, there's a whole community out there that have got even more ideas than you can dream of. Give them access to it. Let them build it. Okay, they might break a few things every now and again, but they might come <laughs> up with four or five things yeah. that are amazing that really make a difference both to to the 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 the, the platform and to what you're and, and to Pinball. Make it that accessible. Give people the API. Let people code and learn and and do cool stuff. And who knows where it goes i I just feel that um there's much more there's much more to do um and and being open and being able to integrate and being able to work together and share stuff um i think will 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 make it easier for stern to to grow inside of connected and I think it'll be easier for it to become not a fad and that's what worries me about both of these things right now
0: yeah the good point and um Tom, before you share your bit, let me just go ahead and hit this.
1: I got I got nothing.
0: Uh Tom, Insider Connected. Thoughts.
1: I don't know if I want to talk about something that's so terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you have it. You have it in multiple. You bought. Multiple I have it kits. in all
1: my games that I can possibly have it in. Uh huh. What a waste wh- of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Once again, Stern. Ed-
2: I would like to let you guys know I do not endorse yeah. the views of Joel. Yeah. No, Orl- I don't Hump.
1: work for the yeah. pinball company, so I can say <laughs> these things. So. You know, honestly, I mean the achievements are cool. I, I've said this before. The achievements are cool, but in the home environment it sucks because there's no verification. <laughs> so why do you have it? Um the only thing you have is the home team where you can like hold the button. I mean, that's yeah. the only feature for, for a home user. Um, you don't have leaderboards, which you know I, I love it. I love going to shows and playing it, although um, I have had one operator come to me and say, you know, I'm sick of you damn tournament guys coming over here and getting all the, the high scores. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that was an issue. But um, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I I just think there's just so much more that can be done. Maybe there's stuff on the way, but it just doesn't seem like it.
0: Yeah i I will be interested if in a year from now or whatever it is, where I know home leaderboards is a big thing for you, and you've talked about doing like heads up or some sort of being able to play other people. If Stern, I would, I can't wait if if Stern Insider gets to that point where all of a sudden you're like, guys, I was wrong. (laughs) Stern Insider connected is incredible. I
1: just hope this isn't like certain other things Stern does where you know it just gets abandoned. Okay, you know. Like like certain games that are coded, um, WWE, Monsters, you know. It seems like you know if things don't go well with sales, they they get pushed to the side, and that's what I'm afraid that's going to happen. Insider Connect.
0: Well, it sounds like you've done your part in helping with sales by going ahead and buying a kit for every one of your games. So true. What more besides, besides speaking highly of Sinsider Connected, you've done everything you can, is I, what it sounds like.
1: I, I would love to speak highly of it, but I can't at this point.
0: Uh, that's a great way to end that. <laughs> he
1: had something to say. He had nothing to say. Time-talked. Time-talked. I got, I got nothing.
2: For the record. Okay salty tom is my second favorite tom i've moved him up to number two
1: i think
0: what was it it was like mountain dew tom or he had some hot chocolate with some whipped oh, cream mountain tom. tom's
2: number one for There's sure
0: a, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite tom Neil that we're unaware of <laughs> I, I just uh, um kind of laughing, Tom, when we're like <laughs> you
3: know, at an event and we're both trying to score something and neither of us kind of were just laughing at each other. Was, that, that,
1: like, we're that's laughing kind of, at how bad we suck at pinball and wondering yeah. <laughs> why we're at this tournament.
0: well i think looking at our list here i think we covered everything is there anything uh anything out neil is there any anything else you want to share or talk about
3: just one thing uk open registration opens july the first play pinball.uk come it's going to be an epic event and um and and we'll look after you and love you and give you lots of very bad british junk food oh yeah will there be fish and chips and
0: gin Lots
1: of and gin. gin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lots of gin.
0: Okay, well, we'll plug it up then. Um, Travis, go for it.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, you guys
2: can find me right here on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. And I do have some other projects that are coming oh. up, but I don't oh. want to announce it just yet. So a little teaser right there. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you for your uh, you fine gentlemen today joining me this morning, especially Neil and especially Tom.
0: Thank you yeah you're welcome travis i see what you <laughs> did there yeah. <laughs> oh joel you're here too yeah yeah, yeah neil, thank you, joel. do you have Appreciate uh it. do you have anything else to plug neil neil
3: oh do you want no, to plug um, no just to say thanks for uh having us on and, and also pinball republic in london if you're in london come visit us um we got 60 great great games um and we'd love to, anyone who comes over we we'll look again we'll look after you so yeah. it's a co-op we run um but also thanks for having me on the show. It's been a blast. Thank
0: you. Absolutely. And you have a YouTube channel?
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I've got a YouTube channel on I'm on Twitch, but it's kind of just me like old man yelling at Cloud. So It's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, if People you want if you want to watch that, feel yeah. free. If you don't, feel free also. <laughs> it's a uh, Domino Arcade, right? It's the yeah, YouTube. Yeah, just Google for Domino Arcade or Domino Pinball and you'll find it. But I'm I'm perfect. kind of just a guy who does it in his spare time as opposed to a pro like like you guys.
0: Uh, if if you're going to ta- I have zero credentials for doing any of what I do so but uh, I people do it um I don't know I thank you Neil thank you very much uh for for being on here and uh yeah it's it's cool to hear your perspective from overseas and some of the stuff that you're experiencing and I'm I'm excited for you for both bonds um hopefully you get yours fixed I'm excited for you to have two of the same toppers and loving every second of it it's it's uh I don't know. I truly I'm very happy for you. I think it's awesome. (laughs) And and fantastic use of the extra ball shirt, by the way. Yeah, I Uh, I, I think that especially. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Tom, plug it up, man.
1: Yeah, when I'm not bashing on Insider Connect, um, (laughs) I I'm streaming at Fox Cities Pinball on Twitch and then uh VODs on YouTube. Uh we actually got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh we got the winner 3X at District 82 which is a Stern Pro Circuit event. Um, That's uh, February 17th to the 19th. There'll also be a three strike on that uh, Thursday night. And then uh, in March, we've got a couple things going on. we got the uh, Nationals, or the North American Pinball Championships. Uh, That's going to be on Thursday, March 9th. And then after that, we have Pin Masters, which you can still sign up for. Um, and they just announced on the IFPA that you can win a new inbox stern. Oh, nice! So get get signing up, and that's March 10th through the 12th. Then in April is the Great Lakes Pinball Open, which signups are February 11th. So, and it's limited to 150 people. So, people so we'll always ask yeah. me how do how do I sign up? Like, be ready at your computer as soon as registration starts.
2: F5.
0: F5. <laughs> awesome. Well, Joel, you.
2: are you going to plug the, uh, the pinball awards? Even you though know, that's technically well, like we're see putting how this, this, you see how this <laughs>
0: works. Like Travis plugged then Neil plugged in Tom and now it's my no,
2: yeah. no, no, no. You confused all of us. You had Neil plug. Then you went to me and then you boomeranged And you went back to nil. So I thought you were going to boomerang back to me. I was ready to plug more stuff.
0: Yeah. So the pinball awards, it's actually, we are recording this on a Friday. It's obviously, this episode is not going to happen today, but, um, so go watch them. They're going to be on YouTube. Uh, go check out the pinball network. That's where the video will be after the fact. Um, we're excited. Yes, rush. (laughs) I know. I know I have already seen the votes. Uh, Tom, I think you're going to be happy is what I'm going to say. Um, but yes, go watch it. Uh, that was as unless Zach's <laughs> the flip it out factory or whatever, the, the facility burns down or something. <laughs> everything should should have been should be filmed tomorrow, to, uh And we're going to live stream it. And then so anybody that hears this later, go watch it on YouTube. Um, yeah, we got a group of judges. There was like 50 something people that were vetted judges, uh, media creators and whatnot. And then we also had a 10% public vote and we had like over 150 people vote in the public vote as well. So really cool um, group of people that voted on that. And um, yeah, it's, I, it I be really, really, really wish fun. I
1: could go there and um, I'm sorry, I can't make it, but uh, I will be watching from home.
0: Yes. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, I stream on, uh, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight Eastern standard time on, um, the flipping out channel on YouTube. Um, just started streaming only on YouTube and I'm actually really impressed with, uh, YouTube streaming and how well that's going. Um, so really enjoying that, but I think that's it. I think we'll wrap it up. Um, Travis, thanks for being here. I really appreciate the, the little bit of effort you put forth in your background. (laughs) It's getting better slowly, but surely. Tom you're always a gem. Thanks for thanks for being a part of this and Neil really really do appreciate you uh hopping on this. Thank you. Um, like always Tom you get the last words.
1: Uh stay safe everybody.